Perfect. And welcome back to yet another episode of the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Velociraptor Guerrero, and with me is John Catalyst Gray. Um, and today we have a kind of a special episode in that, well, there was some recent uh, discussion from Yoshinori Ono of Capcom at San Diego Comic-Con where he brought up an older title from the Capcom library, the archives, I should say, that we haven't really talked about ever before on this podcast and that kind of rarely comes up nowadays in the fighting game community in general. It does come up on the regular as far as like references and people are like, when's the next one of these? But uh, we haven't seen anything official on it for quite some time. Um, and that title is Darkstalkers. A lot of action with like Morrigan and Felicia and like the Marvel vs. Capcom series and things like that. Um, and there's a lot of really big fans of this series. I myself have never really played Darkstalkers, but I'm intrigued just because of the little that I've seen of it and then the, the amount of hype that comes out of the people that have played it. Um, and I think uh, you, I mean, I'm no expert here. John's absolutely the expert, but it's one of Ono's you know, most favorite projects and it's something that he's been like hinting at wanting to do something with um, for quite some time now. And so that's about all I know on this front. So I'm gonna turn it over to John who has been around and has been watching uh, and playing Darkstalkers and things like that and can tell us a little bit more about Ono and Darkstalkers and the history and the potential future. Right, so uh, just to introduce myself properly because uh, we, we keep forgetting to do this uh, sometimes on the podcast, but I'm, I'm John Catalyst Gray. I'm the president of Event Hubs. I've been uh, working on the website since it was founded uh, 10 years ago. And uh, yeah, and so just to get into this, uh, Ono, basically what, what triggered all this was a very a very kind of off the cuff and kind of random statement by Yoshinori Ono, uh, just kind of mentioning Darkstalkers at San Diego Comic-Con I hear this last week and uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2018. And it really wasn't much, but it, it jumped out to me because I, I just remember such an energy and passion from Ono about wanting to do Darkstalkers. And it brought up the history here of the game and just kind of how it was a, an, a cool thing in the 90s and there's basically kind of faded away from existence except for, you know, appearances and other, you know, kind of remakes and whatnot. And the game's history is actually very closely, the, the, the modern history of Darkstalkers is tied very closely to Street Fighter 4. And that might surprise a few people, but I want to get into the history of Street Fighter 4 first because the idea for Street Fighter 4 was initially resisted pretty heavily by Capcom's uh, R&D research and development head, KJ Inafune. And, and KJ Inafune, for those who don't know, is they often called Mega Man's daddy. Uh, he was uh, the person who designed uh, Adon and the first Street Fighter 1. And... Um, ono was basically able to break through kind of a lot of resistance with uh, Capcom at the time and, and sell Capcom on his vision of Street Fighter 4. And and basically, the funny part is, is, is back then, people were telling Ono like that when he was working on Street Fighter 4, trying to get a prototype and all that kind of stuff going, that it's a dead franchise. It doesn't make any money. You know, we need to be doing Resident Evil. We need to be doing Devil May Cry. Like, people wanted nothing to do with Street Fighter 4. It was like, they, we just can't do this franchise anymore. We did it, like, to perfection with Street Fighter 3. Let's not touch it again. And so, with enough persistence and begging... Ono was able to get a very small budget together to create a prototype. And this is somewhere around uh, around 2006. I'm not sure of the exact timeline. Uh, not complete dates are given here, but it was somewhere around 2006. And it, 
basically came down to Ono generating enough interest through through, through journalists and other people like that that he actually got a green light from Capcom because no one wanted to do it. Uh, Capcom brought in a marketing team and they said that that Street Fighter was you know one of their top IPs. They should do something with it. And Capcom's like, okay, yeah, we should, but we don't know what to do with it. We ha- kind of have no idea. And Ono said that it really came down again to him pestering journalists and fans and started making a lot of noise to put pressure on Capcom to actually get Street Fighter 4 greenlit. And so you might be wondering again, like, okay, so how is this relevant to Darkstalkers? And we're getting into that because this actually sets a precedent for some of the ways that Yoshio Ono uh, has, has worked basically behind the scenes and got stuff done. So Ono noted that basically it was a strategic plot on his part that he had, um, again, been asking journalists to make noise about the series uh, when out and about. And, and it was, you know, he'd do interviews about different games and stuff, and you know, he'd be working on, I, I'm, I'm forgetting the other games, but again, he was a sound designer on th- uh, Street Fighter 3. He'd worked on a number of other titles at Capcom, as, as most people do there. And again, it was just like he was dropping hints, basically, mid-interview and other things like that. And there were so many voices crying out for a Street Fighter game, Capcom could no longer ignore it any longer. And they gave him the green light for the prototype, as I mentioned before, which started around 26, or 2006, I should say. Street Fighter 4 would later want, launch in arcades in 2008, and then February 2009 on consoles. And no one had the intention of selling it, so I had to virtually no help from any other departments. They were all reluctant to even kind of support his prototype and to kind of get going with it. And, and so, again, you're hearing there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of just like, hey, what are you, why are you trying Street Fighter and whatnot? And, and looking back now, Street Fighter 4, over its lifetime, uh, across all platforms with all updates, has sold close to 9 million copies. Hot damn. Yeah, that <laughs> puts it really far up the ladder here in terms of, of what's been able to be produced for it and what they've kind of done. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to paint the picture there of, of Street Fighter 4 being basically a raging success within the company. A lot of resistance from, from uh, Ono's superiors, a lot of resistance from people at Capcom and kind of going uh, to the media and going to different outlets basically just to get them to talk about the game and to do things so that he could get the product he wants made. So that's kind of, I'm, I'm basically sitting here crisscross applesauce with the rest of the, uh, the listeners um, learning this kind of stuff for the first time more or less. But what I'm getting here is that that what Ono will do is when he wants, or what he has done in the past, is when he wants a specific game, you got to drive up and, and drum up some hype for it. So he'll drop little hints about it, basically ask people to to begin that process. And that's ultimately how we ended up getting Street Fighter 4. So I'm assuming that there is something along those lines happening for Darkstalkers. And you mentioned that he had said something at uh, San Diego Comic-Con last week. Um, and, and I can't for the life of me remember exactly what that was, but what was his reference to, to Darkstalkers? Yeah, he basically, uh, the, the reference mainly came from Maximilian. Uh, we didn't get direct confirmation or direct audio of what he said, but but Maximilian, basically, uh, the quote here is, so Ono seemed to hint at his quote-unquote next game at the Street Fighter panel before he left. Uh, even name-dropped Darkstalkers and referenced the announcement six years ago. It felt very unscripted. Uh, and again, the next tweet that Maximilian had is 99% sure it's not happening, in my opinion, was just very odd off the cuff moment during the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just reported what happened again, Maximilian here. Uh, the moment was very odd. He came out and started talking about a new Street Fighter character. So everyone got very excited in the crowd. 
And then the other Capcom guys then moved on to a giveaway. At that point, there was no reveal. It was just kind of a weird few minutes, basically. Yeah, and then Ono said something um, on Twitter after that, like right after he had finished, he said something like... um Gosh, I'm trying to find it here right on... Oh, no, no, uh, I've got the quote. Yeah, it's... uh, it's, Thanks for joining uh, the hashtag San Diego Comic-Con 2018 Street Fighter panel session. Uh, Today's session, I apologize, I couldn't have any new Street Fighter Arcade Edition characters. However, dot, 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 oops. And Ono's kind of infamous for throwing out these really, uh, pardon me, but broken English kind of statements that are very leading and very, like, there's a lot kind of going on with the undercurrents. And that's like, he was infamous for this back in the Street Fighter 4 days. He would take photos of random things. Sometimes it would be something innocuous. Sometimes it would actually be a brand new character that was being worked on and he couldn't quite, you know, reveal it. And it, like, he'd just show like part of their like ankle or something like that. Um, or he would talk like about, you know, hey, fans really love Elena. Are they? really love poison and sure enough those characters ended up you know surfacing in the game and and man he was just a master of saying very small and minor things and just having those statements be like incredibly loaded just like wow like he's revealing kind of almost everything here yet not saying much at all so that's kind of something we got used to basically back in the street fighter four days um this could be again with Ono is like, well, are we reading into this too much? Like, are are we saying like, you know, like, hey, there's a heck of a lot more here than what there is. But that's history, you know, and, and history is kind of like what we're getting at with actually this point of Darkstalkers is it's, it's shocking how often Capcom repeats history uh, in terms of, uh, hey, we're, you know, we learned our lesson. We're not going to sh- ship an incomplete game anymore. Oh, we just shipped another incomplete game. Yeah. Uh, you know, type of stuff. And uh, that's a more negative history, you know, type stuff. But again, Capcom does seem to repeat a lot of the same approaches and things and whatnot. And, and Ono, I think, is much the same. It's, it's kind of who he is. He's very excited. He's very passionate about what he does, which is wonderful. And if you talk to the guy, I mean, he, he's an older gentleman uh i mean i'm like super old but he's got like just so much energy when he's talking about these games and and it just it really shines through the the passion and the love he brings and so you always kind of wonder with the guy how much is lurking beneath the surface there yeah um and and he has also in the past kind of kind of like hinted at stuff that wound up to be dead ends and things like that so that's i think part of why people are so excited every time he he tweets anything out and used to do that a lot more during like more of the Street Fighter four days than he has been as as of recent, um, but but yeah, just these real cryptic tweets here and there. Sometimes they lead somewhere, sometimes they don't. So um, I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. Like we're not saying that there's a Darkstalkers coming um, by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. We're just saying this kind of thing has happened in the past. This is how it played out. It's starting to look like the tea leaves could be pointing to that. This is all the factual information that we know. Take it as you will. Yeah, um, but there was. Yeah, we're going to get into actually more of the negative part of the the Darkstalkers history now. Actually, and I'm I'm kind of on the other end of the spectrum where I don't think a new Darkstalkers is maybe going to happen at least in terms of how people might see it. And the reason I go back to that is actually at Evo 2011, I was swapping stories with some other journalists who were there and they had recently spoken with Ono and he was trying to drive people uh, just to talk about Darkstalkers and, and always steering the subject there. Like, you know, so they would report on it. Basically, they'd be talking to him about like Street Fighter 4 or uh, I think even at the time, maybe um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken was on the horizon or maybe Marvel 3 or something. One of those games was kind of coming up and, you know, they'd be talking to him about that, about the balance, what Capcom's doing 
And he'd be like, you know, he'd answer their question, but he'd be like, oh, he's like, well, now, now like, like, let's let's talk about dark stalkers and whatnot. And hmm. and the journalists that I spoke with, they, they were kind of not happy about it. They were kind of like, yeah, dude, like, we get it. Like, you're really trying to drum up interest in, in, in this other game that you want to see people, like, you know, report on and whatnot. And now we we know the reason that, he, again, that's how you can get through to Capcom, one of the ways that, that you used to be able to do. And that is uh, getting journalists to report on this stuff will we'll get, you know, the stories out in front of Capcom. They say, hey, there's a lot of interest there. Let's do something with it. So also at that time, back in 2011, Ono was going around to various conventions and asking fans, this is a a little funny thing, that to hold up dollar bills um, in their hands to show that they would buy a new Darkstalkers title. Basically, you know, grab a 10, grab a 20 out. uh, Ono would take a photo of them, you know, kind of thing. And then on the projector was the infamous phrase, uh, Darkstalkers aren't dead. You know, that, that, that was the message that kind of went around during that period of time. And it started appearing in a number of places. Uh, later on in 2012, at New York Comic Con, Ono showed a CG trailer of Darkstalkers. And CG, I just mean uh, like heavily you know, animated, like you know, the intros that you see in Street Fighter V, Street Fighter IV, that kind of stuff. Uh, this one was featuring Lord Raptor and Dimitri. And it was very clear that, that Ono had some internal support from a few people, um, some animators or, or whomever, that you know, they signed off on creating this intro. It was about, uh, I want to say about 20 seconds long. Uh, it wasn't anything you know, overly fancy. Um, but again, at the very end, the infamous phrase Darkstalkers aren't dead came up there. Uh, this was an official Capcom panel at New York Comic Con back then. Uh, it had Matt Dahlgren on staff, had a bunch of other staff members. It was good quality. Uh, this is something, again, that he was once again trying to drum up interest with and, and kind of get people cooking on. So... Uh, I think we've established very clearly that Darkstalkers is a huge passion project for Ono. Like, it's he doesn't do this with any other game. Uh, I mean, he has a reason to do this for Street Fighter. He has a reason to do it for Marvel, all these other games and whatnot. Darkstalkers is not anything that's been greenlit by Capcom except for Resurrection, which we're unfortunately about to get into uh, very soon. But so uh, later on in 2011, we actually found out later that Udon, uh, the company behind that did a lot of the animation redrawing for uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, they had actually pitched to Capcom doing an HD Remix version of Darkstalkers. And uh, for we know now, of course, that that was never greenlit. Probably way too many animation frames. Uh, there's a lot of story between Udon and Capcom in terms of HD Remix being very expensive to produce, much more expensive than they thought they would, particularly with the artwork. And I think that was a big reason how come the idea was basically shot down. Uh, it ended up putting a lot of risk, I think, on Capcom in terms of, of making the budget for the game a lot larger. And that means, in turn, they'd have to have a lot more sales. So... Um, so that unfortunately got shot down here in this process, but but yeah, so so we're gonna fast forward just a little bit and go into 2012, and this is when Street Fighter Cross Tekken came out, and or uh, was about to come out, and there was a teaser of a boy wearing a T-shirt, and I think walking around like an airport or something like that, and again with the phrase "Darkstalkers are not dead." Uh, ono got another you know opportunity to kind of promote his message out there in front of people and really uh, just. Please report on this. Please do it. We reported on it. I don't know how many other people did, uh, but you know it got out there, and and so finally this leads us to Darkstalkers Resurrection being released in 2013. Um, it's it was a long road. Uh, there's a lot here. Uh, uh, Christian Svensson, who used to be the VP at Capcom USA, um, he put out a forum thread on Capcom Unity that just says, "Hey, are you guys interested in Darkstalkers Resurrection?" A bunch of people followed and, like, you know, uh, said, "Hey, we are," you know, kind of thing. Uh, please put this out there. Uh, and 
this is where the story kind of takes a really bad turn for Darkstalkers. And and that's where the game just basically, I don't want to say it flopped, but it definitely did not live up to expectations. And well, what, what exactly was Resurrection? Oh, right. So Resurrection, for those people who don't know, it was Darkstalkers 2 and 3 and a combo package for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Uh, and it had both games with kind of like updated graphics, filters, uh, GGPO netcode, I believe. Um, it just kind of like a, a common package that like uh, Capcom did like for Marvel vs. Capcom uh, 2's re-release and like any other kind of like a re-release game like uh, three th- Street Fighter 3 Third Strike um, Online Edition. It's same kind of vein of that, basically. So yeah, um, and so in, in 2013, the game's out, uh, it's been out for a few months, and Capcom says, and I quote, sadly, it's not, on, it's not as high on the list as it really needs to be to be successful. And what this is referencing is, I believe it was number seven on the PlayStation uh, Store software at that time. Um, it, like it, it sold decently, but it needed to be much higher, basically, uh, in the grand scheme of things. And uh, Capcom went on to add that they were disappointed in the opening sales response relative to any other fighting game title that we've put out on the same platforms. And uh, given the the frequency and urgency of the requests we've had over the last several years and the quality of execution, it was a pretty damn big disappointment. And it like at the time, I I it. I think it basically took the wind out of most people's sails there. Um, and, and they added that it was the most full-featured and probably best product of this type that they've done. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and they noted that the fans were really great about supporting it. Uh, yeah, but general gamers kind of did not support it at all. Like, And it basically fell flat. And so this is back, this 2013, you know, uh, fi- about five years ago. And it just reading back through the archives of what we posted and what other people posted, like the general sentiment from Capcom, like the people who went on the record about this and just talked about it, like the sense of disappointment probably like it, it was palpable. It was it was really sad to see. And, and you could just see these people like they, they, they stuck their their, you know, the claim on it. Ono like with Street Fighter four, he 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 put his neck on the line. He put his reputation on the line and said, hey, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. And, and you know, finally, Capcom authorized it sold 9 million copies, we've been over this. He did a similar thing here with Darkstalkers, and it did not go over well. And so it was back in uh, 2014, another year after this, uh, again, they were following up w- with Ono in another interview and just kind of asking him about Darkstalkers and and saying like, hey, you know, uh, like, what happened? You know, kind of thing. Like, we never got a lot of you know clarification on, like, where it's at. And basically, Ono said at that time that if the game sold, if someone wanted to go out and buy about 4 million copies of Darkstalkers Re- Resurrection, like, they could probably get another one made. And he said, like, unless that happened, it probably wasn't going to happen. And so that's kind of it. That's kind of the, the checkered history of Darkstalkers here in terms of like a business standpoint, how the game did and how it, it didn't do. And and kind of why I'm of a mind that like I think Ono is once again, you're gonna start probably seeing him mention Darkstalkers and try to get some, you know, interest drum dumb it in it because it does make a difference to Capcom. They read the articles, uh, they check this stuff out, they they wanna see people talking about a game before they invest in it because it's usually an indicator of some kind uh, of what they can basically expect from a product. Well that makes more sense than for me, because I'm looking over Ono's um Twitter here and from San Diego Comic Con and one of the uh, just in one of collages of his photos that he took um, is the Blanca figurine that he always carries with him and a Chun Li cosplayer with a little sign and the sign says Dark Stalkers are not dead 
And uh, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, that's a pretty big thing. But you um, you kind of recounting the history here, I guess that's a that's an actual kind of catchphrase for the uh, for the series now and, and such. So I guess it makes total sense that people would be walking around with signs like that and that Ono would appreciate them. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, yet another like another example that people are still kind of holding out for this thing. Still, like yeah, like we'd we'd love to see them return. Yeah. So so based on the history of what you know, and, and you're more of a new age fan. And again, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of history working against me. It's a uh, it's a classic thing, you know. History, uh, you're doomed to repeat it if you don't study it and whatnot. But there's also a little bit of uh, I'm a little on the older end for the fighting game community. I'm not terribly old, but I've. I've got some negative opinions about this stuff. And I, I kind of want to bounce it at, at you, who you have a little bit more fresh eyes on the scenario. And, and your opinion, like, knowing what you know now, like, what would you think of them kind of recrafting another Darkstalkers in some way, shape, or form? Like, do you feel like there would be something there? Or do you feel like kind of like where fighting games are at and where Capcom is at, it's too big of a risk at this time? Well... Yeah, that's a multi-layered kind of question and deserves a multi-layered analysis. Um, as far as Darkstalkers as an IP, I think it's very strong. It's had characters that have permeated plenty of other IPs and have been some of the most popular characters in those. Um, of course, I bring up Morgan. Uh, I think first and foremost, she's easily the most popular Darkstalkers character as far as I'm concerned. Um but then you have Felicia, Lord Raptor, um, and a handful of others. Again, like I said earlier, there is an absolute sense of hype about this game that for me, as someone who hasn't played it, I can't ignore that. That's like there's a reason why people have fallen in love with this as much as they have. There's a reason why there are people that still walk around places like San Diego Comic-Con 2018 with signs that say Darkstalkers is not dead. And there's a reason why someone like Yoshinori Ono would, ono would have such a, a love for it. So that alone sparks pretty major interest from me. Um, was it, I mean, like, as far as gameplay is concerned, was it like Street Fighter or more yeah. like Marvel? Like, no, what it's, was it? it's, what a, it's was a little bit of a cross between Street Fighter and Marvel. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, the first Darkstalkers was kind of notorious for being a bit slow, but they really sped up the gameplay. They added things like uh, chain combos. Um, it was it was much more, in my opinion, akin to Street Fighter than it was to Marvel, but it definitely had its own flair to it. Like it was, but I think the big appeal was probably the characters. And, and yeah, I remember Jetta being announced for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and him being a, a really big deal. People were very excited, and I was excited to see him just because he looked so much different than everybody else that was on the roster. Um, and then, uh, like the theme in Darkstalkers is like undead and vampire and things like that, which I think is is pretty cool. It will attract a, a fair amount of people. And and thinking about how cool those characters look and, and some of whom we've seen in, in recent, um, you know, like Street Fighter and, and like mods or like, you know, their appearances in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, recent fighting games with updated graphics and such. I think it could be an absolutely beautiful game with captivating characters that that's already going to draw people in. You already have a huge fan, well, a, a significant fan base. I don't know how huge it is, but the, those that are, you know, behind it are really behind it. Um, my my hesitation would be that Capcom has not handled their recent releases very well at all. Street Fighter and Marvel are the kind of games that like everyone already knows those games. They're already going to be willing to try them out. Darkstalkers would have some of that, but not as much. And like Street Fighter V had a lot of problems on release at a very rocky start. Marvel didn't make it, you know. And so it's like I'm worried that at least at this point in time. Capcom hasn't been very good at releasing um, 
uh, games and uh, people, not only that, but also people are aware that Capcom hasn't been doing too hot on that front. And so they might already have some doubt if they were to announce like a Darkstalkers, they'd be like, oh no, you know, like, please don't because you guys are not in a position to do that. Some some changes need to be made beforehand. Yeah, I, one, of the, one of the things I did want to go back to actually was you were talking about kind of the monsters in, in general and the game, like the characters are basically, they're all like the horror movie cliches, but they're, you know, with their own, you know, kind of Capcom-y like type theme to them. You know, you've got the Frankenstein monster in Victor. Um, you've got John Talbane, which is a werewolf. You know, you've got Dimitri, who's a vampire. Morgan, who's a succubus. Like they've got all the, you know, the different characters in there. And Lord Raptor is the guy with the guitar. Yeah, he's a, the, the kind of like a zombie type guy. So um, obviously, yeah. I'm going to be uh, uh, drawn to a guy named Lord Raptor. <laughs> but then there's also a John character, so that's yeah. interesting in and of itself. Yeah, that's actually my main. So you can't you you keep your paws off of him. And uh, yeah, ah. werewolf foot paws. But anyway, um, so. Um, but monsters are, are still really big. Like you know, all the the horror monsters and whatnot, they're they're popular. Like they're, you know, there's a there's a, a general audience that really could pick up on this stuff, and I think go with it. It's just how do you market that? How do you make the game look? Like do you keep it with the Darkstalkers kind of cartoony, very cartoony, very anime kind of style? But is that going to appeal to enough general people? And then so you you go on the other end of the spectrum where you go, okay, well do you do a realistic kind of cartoony game and then all of a sudden no don't do it we already know what happens we already know what happens stay away oh no so it's it's like i see potential here i see glimmers of like oh yeah there is a core audience who would love this and but at, at the same time that core audience didn't support it like they have street fighter or marvel even even marvel vs. capcom infinite did quite a bit better than this did and, and so i see it and yet i go oh like it's such a big risk and yet i i i get it but yeah yeah, makes sense. So um, I guess if I had to answer the question flat out with a yes or a no, I'd say yes. Um, it'd be a very hesitant and cautious yes, but like I feel like we could do it um, and, and the community would receive it. It would just come down to Capcom's execution and they might kill it and they might bury the franchise and to the point where it's like Darkstalkers are not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the risk you take for progress, and so uh, I'd say, yeah, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm i going to kind of hedge and, and not do a uh, yes or a straight-up no, but I would say that, again, one of my, my favorite pet projects that we've spoken about it before a number of times is a Capcom All-Stars-type game. And then it's like, hey, just take the best Darkstalkers characters, but take you know Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, like all of your other great IPs, and put them in the game too. You know, And, and you get the best of both right there, and you don't have to be a, a fan of Darkstalkers to get into it, but... You know, you've got a, a handful of, of the, the DS characters in there to go and have fun with. But again, it's at that point in time, it's not another Darkstalkers game. It's not that cool kind of monster cliche we're talking about that. Again, that has a lot of appeal to me. It's uh, those characters are, are uh, the, the horror monster cliches are still a big thing, you know, and, and that does have its own special appeal. Um, that's again, I'm, I'm wanting to play things a little bit more safe here and kind of go that route. Uh, you can put all the Street Fighter characters in there too, Mega Man, all that kind of stuff and have fun with it. Uh, that's what I'd love to see them do um but yeah i'm i'm just terrified like uh, if capcom does kind of the wrong thing it's like okay well guess what like we're not doing any fighting games here for a long time and that street fighter 3 era that you guys saw like we're gonna go back to that for a while now <laughs> you know and it's like street yeah. fighter 5 is good enough for you guys that's all you get and it's like oh i'm no crap so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, so one of the things uh i wanted to add on here just to, to kind of um to, to wrap this up here a little bit is is Ono does have some history on his side here. You know, it's he has pulled a rabbit out of his hat before with this approach. 
and done the right way with the right approach, I do think there are some, like I said, some glimmers of hope here. And it's, man, you would you you wouldn't expect it from Ono. You know, you wouldn't expect it from this guy, but his passion, his energy, like when you're around him, you feel it. Like you, <laughs> I, I remember uh, Jerry Seinfeld talking about Jimmy Fallon and, and it was on like Comedians with Cars of Coffee or whatever it is. And, and he was like, dude, I'm, I'm like, Jerry Seinfeld was saying to, to Jimmy Fallon, like I'm around you and all of a sudden I'm, I'm in a good mood. He's like, I could just like, I'm not like, you know, feeling great today or whatever. And it's like, I'm around you and my mood picks up. And that is Ono. It's not just like, I, I've heard so many people talk about how infectious his personality is, how, how energetic he is and just kind of what he can bring to the table. And so I, I give it kind of that puncher's chance of kind of happening and being able to be pulled off right. But like, man, it's like the, their, their margin for error feels very small. Like they, they just, they don't have a lot of, of wiggle room to not get it right. And unfortunately, Capcom's very recent history has been them getting some things right and then a number of things not right. And so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I kind of feel like Darkstalkers has kind of died. And I feel like Ono is is trying to resurrect the franchise. I just, I'm very skeptical he's going to be successful. So, yeah. I mean, horror movie monsters, they, they never die the first time <laughs> around. So I, I'm not worried at all about it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know that uh, with Steven uh, Dream King on staff, he's like a just horror monster like buff and whatnot. And he'll buy like fifty copies of it. I'm absolutely sure. But you know, it's probably probably not <laughs> enough to to generate enough interest there. But uh, but yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I mean, if it does come to fruition, first to five for the uh, for the right to use John Talbain. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. That's that's that sounds pretty fair. I'll go for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to add? To no, that? no. Um, just uh, we're going to be doing a, a lot more of these kind of long form podcasts in terms of of really going behind the scenes and talking about different stuff out there. Uh, we want to get into what Riot Games is working on in terms of uh, potential kind of like League of Legends type fighting game. I don't know if it's going to be that IP or what it's going to be, but they have some really good developers on staff that we kind of haven't heard from in a little while. And a couple other subjects that we're going to be getting into in the future as well are. Ono's kind of disappearance, basically uh, behind the scenes from Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5. As we alluded to today, he was a a major figurehead in in pretty much like all Street Fighter 4's existence for a good reason, as we we talked about here today. Um, But we heard some interesting things behind the scenes here, uh, talking with Capcom uh, directly from them, that they basically kind of wanted Ono to go away a little bit. He had some health problems. Uh, it's, It's a nuanced situation that we want to get into and, and so, yeah, so you guys are going to be hearing more of that kind of stuff from us in the future. So uh, please stay tuned. Please support the podcast. You know, get us out there in front of people. If you like what you hear, you know, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Like, that's actually the biggest way you can help us. Like, you know, tell your friends, subscribe. Uh, just kind of get word out there about it. We're trying to do the same thing. And, um, and yeah. Yeah, link us up on your, uh, on your MySpace so that we can get the word out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Yep. Yep. MySpace is... That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, let us know what you thought. If you want to hear more about the uh, those particular topics that John just brought up. And um, again, anytime you want us to explore anything specific on the podcast, leave us uh, a comment either on the website or um, I think that's the, probably the best place to go. Or you could or you could tweet us mm-hmm. and 
we should we should get a um a hashtag going so that people could uh so we can specifically look for it and so that people can you know hit us up on Twitter because we get a, a bajillion notifications a day with all of the posts that we do and such and so it's kind of hard to sift through all that but if you do hashtag Event Hubs podcast then we'll be able to find it more quickly so if you have any suggestions go ahead and hit up Twitter with that hashtag Event Hubs podcast or you can leave it in the comment section of the uh, article on uh, on Event Hubs and yeah we'd love to hear from you all right guys thanks again for listening. All right, adios.